nobody's perfect. Like nobody's perfect. Like I do not eat the best things all the time. The majority of things that I do that I eat are the best. And that's why like I really focus on the core of trying to get to the healthiest things in the healthiest way. So if all the rest of the stuff is kind of like, you know, want, want, you've got such an opposite thing to be able to combat that. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello. Greetings. Who's this? Are you ready for your trip? Mm, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock it out. This episode is out while Krista is... Rock out with my cock out. Traveling Japan with... Justice. J-Baby. Justice League and I are ready to go to Japan. So thanks everyone for your recommendations. We're really excited. Has Have a ton of people been to Japan in the group? Yeah. Mad wow. people have been. It's so like, cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. I have no thoughts though. Okay. Beyond that. Cool. I don't know what people like. I don't, you know, I'm always just like, oh, I'm going. I'm excited, but I never really get that excited before trips. Me either. Because it's like, what are you, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, yes. I don't get excited at yeah, all. Yeah. It's like, you're just like, <laughs> it's almost like I have to get through the traveling part of it because I'm a little resistant oh. to the actual. Are you scared? Uh, I'm not scared. I just, I don't, I just don't love how I feel. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> technology, technology, baby. Oh my God. I met, <laughs> this is why I think one Uber's on the rise back up, you know, mm. wasn't down for long. Wasn't down for long. That's for sure. People are funny <laughs> as hell. I literally People deleted like, it off of Uber, my own. delete. And then like a week they were like, I need a ride. Or I'm hungry. Let me get Uber Eats. Literally people just are hilarious. I was one of them. They um, do that with airlines a lot. But then my Lyft was acting up. So I was like, gotta do Uber. <laughs> I like Lyfts better. I mean, I like them both. Yeah. But I just, every once in a while, I just get a gem of a driver. Mm. And I had a gem of a driver and I got into the car. It was like this electric blue um, Toyota Corolla. I was like, oh man, it was so clean and shiny. You're like, like, you raced it for pink (laughs) spray. I got in and there were um, laminated sheets, like little cards that said it had five stars on it. It says, please rate, like please in capital letters. Please. Please rate five stars. Did you know that an Uber driver with less than a 4.7 rating doesn't get to drive? I was like, and it actually pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. Whatever they tell me to do five, I always do. Like, yeah. should I do that when I'm leaving? Be like, give me five stars. Yeah. Because I always wonder what they think. <laughs> you should. Like, I know. It's like, you don't want to try too hard. <laughs> I got a shitty rating on my Airbnb when we were in Yosemite. Why? Fucking now I have two. Because we had people over and uh, we had people over to the you house. You had a party? Yeah, we had a little pate. <laughs> 
And so we had more people there than originally. And I didn't have my phone on me because I, I just trying to be like no phone in mm-hmm. Yosemite. So he called me, the guy who owned the place. And then he showed up and was pissed off. Oh, that's so annoying. So he got, and I haven't looked at it yet, of course. It's gonna, of course. It's going to wait in <laughs> purgatory forever. Any feedback I don't, I can't read. So mm. it's on there. It's my second one. I had, he goes, I thought you would have learned from Arizona. Oh my God. So I got another bad review because there was three of us and there was only a bed for two. And I was just going to sleep on the couch. And the guy was pissed that there was three and not two. Oh, that's so annoying. He goes, I thought you would have learned from Arizona. What's another body? I don't understand. Uh, what is another body? Also, fuck Airbnbs too sometimes for listing that they, weren't we in Seattle? It yeah, says it, it slept eight, eight and we were like trying well, to sleep four. Well, that's the thing with Airbnb, like obviously number one, but like with that place, didn't see a, didn't see the human that owned it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just like, you never know. You never know. Like with ours, I think the guy was like, literally sleeping in the room next, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you never know. I know. Now I have two fucking bad reviews. Uh-oh. It actually hurt. It hurts my heart. It hurt my heart for like four hours. But yeah, because you're trying Made to me feel shameful. Mm. I felt shame in that moment. I'm like, I'm, I'm a bad person. He knows about Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> he knows about what went down at I AZ. I thought you would have learned. That's- I thought you would have right. learned. I feel like you could have, he could have said it That's in the That's the way. problem with the like, review shit on the internet. Bye-bye. You know, like having reviews for people. It's like Black Mirror. Mm. That's my review. Totally. Has too many people in her Airbnbs. <laughs> I need to leave a thoughtful review for this. You Uber should. Driver. He, so he had this like, I swear to God, this like, it starts with an A. It's that material. Anyway, it was like a glass casing, but it was, oh, it was, mm. um, Fuck. Acrylic. Like this oh, acrylic yes. case. What of, was in it? Um, a yellow Red Bull, basically a bag of uh, little pretzels. It had ear pl- earbuds, like new ones, like as if I could buy them from him. It's very weird. I was like, are these free or not? Yeah. And a charger. But they were like displayed in this clear case and there was like lights in it too. So it was like lit up. I was like, wow. I was like, that's pretty cool. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you know, I'm I'm really always looking for like the best, the best, you know, uh, things that I could put in, into my Uber. Um, You know, I'm like pretty passionate about it. And I was like, oh, that's amazing because it's really nice. (laughs) And then we're driving and like, the car next to him catches his attention kind of suddenly and looks over. He's like, he's like, wow. He's like, that is, that's a, <laughs> that's a souped up Prius. And I was like, Oh, how do you Sick. know? He's like, well, you know, if it has three letters and a number, it's usually like a souped up version and the rims are 19 inches. And I'm actually wondering right now if it would fit on my Toyota Corolla, probably not. Cause I have 17 inch rims and, but maybe I'll try, like it just might like rub up against the tire and then that could like create some problems. But um, anyway, like I just actually went to this sandwich place. It's called Ike's and I got this sandwich and I forget what the sandwich was called. And I was like, oh, because, you know, I'm always interested in the best sandwich places. <laughs> and he's you're like, now you're talking. <laughs> and he, I was like, oh, I was on the sandwich. He's like, oh, it was like a load of like salami and, you know, these sweet peppers. And I just, Ooh. it was like really good. I'd highly recommend it. I felt like he was just like giving me an experience, like in his mind, like he was really 
give me a a a full experience of like this is the best sandwich shop you should totally. go to or like here's the snacks and the char-. he's like you can charge your phone if you like I have an ex- I, my charger has an extension on it so you can pull it back so you don't have to lean forward <laughs> I was like you're amazing dude it's a lot of pressure though it's a lot of pressure. So I was I like, I could be. not be on my phone. So I was just like very present. I'm yeah, like, what am I yeah, going to ask yeah, him next? Yeah. And he's like, so are you going to meet old friends or new friends? And I was like, oh, old friends. He's like, yeah, old friends are so great. He's like my, one of my best friends, you know, he just got married and he got, um, promoted at Best Buy and, <laughs> and, you know, I don't see him that much anymore. He's like, but you know, same on my end, except for me, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, so I really haven't had time. And then right in that moment, we got to my destination. He goes, oh, we're here. Thank you so much. Five stars, five stars, five stars. <laughs> five stars, five stars. Oh, he was just Yo, such my a dad sweetheart. used to play World of Warcraft. Shut up. I swear. He'd be like, I'd like walk downstairs and be like, onward. <laughs> like I literally would be like walk past the laundry room where we had our gateway 2000 oh. cow computer. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, onward. It'd be like, release something like blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, so I'd he's like, on like the. He wouldn't be on the headphones, but oh. it would be talking. Oh. So it would be like. I'm not familiar with the game. Master, have you arrived? And it would be like whatever they're saying, but uh. he wouldn't be talking back. Oh it was hilarious. I was like the hell like my dad's playing a video game it's probably they started started their divorce it was all downhill from there she was like you became addicted to world of warcraft and i thought this was was over oh my god that's fucking amazing yeah i just like love humans in that moment where you're like wow totally love you love you thank you you for this thank you for this in your life i wanted to share an email we got after the recent white privilege episode Mm. that i thought was really beautiful yeah, we've gotten a lot of just people chiming in and expressing their almost like surprise. Mm-hmm. This is the email. Mm-hmm. That's a little surprise. Yeah. Okay. Surprise. And it, I asked her if I could share it. So not sharing her name though. Hi, I wanted to say hello and give you my thoughts about your interview with Thais. I cried too. It's a sad and real topic. I am black and job hunting. Yesterday I had an interview with a journalist to be a blank at a government, a government place. Mm -hmm. So it's related to the government. The person who interviewed me told me how I was different from other African Americans. He told me that this weekend he had had a bad experience with a black cashier. And he asked me why black people are so mad and aggressive. And he mentioned the cashier numerous times the entire time we were together, almost two hours. I wasn't even surprised during the interview. This shit happens almost every time I go on a job interview, but I had to decide what to do. I couldn't show that I was hurt because he was an important blank. I decided that I didn't want the job. In order not to offend him, I just played dumb and pretended I wasn't capable of the job. Wow. Mm. He suggested that I may be right for an internship in the future. I was actually going to agree and beg for this internship until I listened to the podcast. I have years of experience, as she says this as a side note, I have years of experience, so that's kind of insulting now that I think about it. I shouldn't work with this person, right? I'm not telling you this to tell you a sad story. My point is to tell you that you should try to explore issues like racism and discrimination. Maybe you'll help someone feel better. You should just try your best, and I think that people will know your intentions. I wouldn't worry. I like your podcast, and it has been a source of inspiration for me. 
It wasn't too delicate or pretentious. I do know when I go to the, a wellness lifestyle space, whether it's online or physical, that I'm not welcome. Nobody is perfect, so don't worry about exploring topics like this. Thank you for thank you for everything you do. Just be honest, and you'll do right by your listeners. Mm. Sweet honey, <sighs> so thoughtful. Silence. Deep breath. I just can't imagine. I know. You're like what? That's where the yeah, like just shut the fuck up. What do you mean, like? Why is it's that so even funny. a part yeah. of the conversation yeah. when you're not interviewing? You're interviewing her. It's not about anyone else. Why would? Literally. And and the fucked up part about it is that he would say, well, I was complimenting her. Yo. That's what he would say. Damn, that is so You know? True. That's how fucking like it's out of touch. Here. Anyways. Okay. Thank you so much for sending that our way. Yeah. So before we get into this episode, what's happening with us, where we are in the world, where we are next. We have our event on intuition and the divine feminine with Ashley Wood on September 15th at Knockout. It's from 12 to 2. Um, so that's going to be real juicy, um, really spiritual, really woo-woo here in LA. And then from there, we're traveling to Portland. Portland, we are speaking at Spark, which is going to be so much fun. And we're also doing a meetup for our Portland babes, mm-hmm. which will be a ton of fun. We can angels you. at Schmidt's natural Schmidt. I always fuck that up. I know. <laughs> Schmidt's natural Schmidt's naturals um, have been helping us plan that event. So that's going to be fabulous on the 20th of September in Portland. And then from there, we're going to Dallas, Dallas. We are hosting our event at Susie Batiz's house and it is going to be pure magic. So get your tickets, almost30podcast.com slash tour. And then we are off to Austin. Uh, Our meetup will be at the WeWork WeWork Congress. Mm -hmm. And we're just really excited to meet all of you. Austin is a thriving Almost 30 Nation community. And I'm just like, we haven't been there yet. I know. I didn't know Pumped. it was so thriving until I saw the tickets. I was like, damn. I, I know. know. It's so thriving. It's so thriving. We're the heartbeat of Austin. So yeah, almost30podcast.com slash tour. Even if you're just thinking about it, I would grab a ticket because yeah. they sell out and it's a bummer because sometimes people wait and then yeah. it's sold out and we Dallas can't. Dallas is probably okay. sold out at this point, maybe. I know. Check it. Because we have five tickets left because it's a smaller and more intimate event in space. Austin, we probably have 20 tickets left at this day. And then Portland, um, we probably have about like 25 left. Yeah. So hop on there and just know that you can come by yourself. Yeah, so you come don't by have, yourself. Don't have to come with a friend. You know, it's like a lot of times, it's funny, like a lot of our girls who have come to the LA events are like, oh, I was so nervous about coming by myself. And they leave with like three new friends. It's mm. hilarious. I'm like, see? I know. You can do it. You can do it. Um, and then we will be in San Diego in October. What's the date of that, Krista? October 13th. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like, huh? Uh-huh. It's, but it's going to be at Four Moon Spa. We're so excited. This is going to be yeah, l- an event like we've never done before, yeah. which is exciting. We're all going to give each other train massages. <laughs> train massages. <laughs> like a train. I know, like a train. Train massages. And then um, October 24th, hormones event. Holy hormones. So that's since hormone health has been such a big topic that we've had really in-depth conversations with our community on, we're going to do an event 
at Sage Wellness on the 24th from, it starts at 5.30. So we're going to do like a little, um, we're going to make little succulents and then the actual event starts a little bit later than that. So that's with Your Hormone Balance, Candace Birch and Jessica Sukan. So fun. Okay. And then we're taking a fucking break. <laughs> I know. Taking a goddamn Fam- break. Famous last words. I know, honestly. And then someone's like, hey, can you? Can you? And we will. All right. So today's episode, Lynette is the coolest. Yeah. Lynette Astaire is the coolest. Oh, she inspired me to like fast. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. I so like I, I feel like we're going to get a little feedback that says, I thought you girls don't do juice cleanses. We don't. We don't. But we're. We don't. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the benefits of fasting and whether that means intermittent intermittent fasting or um, a variation on fasting like Lynette is doing a, a juice cleanse right now. And I'm more interested in like the spiritual and Same. mental benefits. I don't because you know what? The second I go off the fast, whatever weight I lost is just going to come back and I'm not really doing it to Mm -hmm. lose weight necessarily. So I'm really curious about what's going to happen in my brain and in my heart when I'm not focused on the next meal. I'm I'm interested in the patterning of of my, the patterning of my relationship to food in that way. Cause I don't really eat because I'm hungry. I Mm -hmm. would say like there is some part of me that does. um, But a lot of me, I eat because it's fun. It's around it's really fun. And like, I'm like fun. I, I want to do that again. I'm like, oh, that's fun. fun. I want to do that again. <laughs> and for, for that reason, so I'd be interested of what that would do. And I definitely think there would be like a shedding and there's like a lot of health mm. benefits, but this is what we always say. Do you? So we're not pushing anything. We're not suggesting anyone does anything. We're just providing a conversation about something mm-hmm. that is going on in the world and a perspective that you can take or you can leave. Yeah. And Lynette is the founder of Superfood School, which is, and so she's a plant-based chef and while she's not completely vegan herself, she does believe in eating mainly plant-based and um, her journey has been one that has taken her around the world. And her relationship with food is really fascinating and really opened my eyes to simplifying what I'm eating, how I'm eating it. Cause she, she emphasizes that there's really like a handful, maybe two handful handfuls of foods that you should be consuming on a daily weekly basis to get your optimized nutrition. Mm. And that like simplified it for me. You know, it doesn't take the fun out of it. You can, you can prepare zucchini in 30 different ways. It's just, it's really interesting to think about. So Yep. I love that. So we just went into health nutrition. Um, We talked about some of the superfoods that she loves, her journey with food. And yeah, it was really fun. We just love her. She's, she's a a friend of ours. She's a little pistol. She's a pistol. (laughs) She's the best. All right, guys. So um, enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Join our secret Facebook group. We are... (laughs) Part of our job is really just accepting people into the group. It's crazy. Honestly, 50, 60, 100 every day. on our team and it's like every second I'm like, oh. There's more. More. Which is such a blessing. And more people to deny. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get my ego trip. I'm like, I have a little bit of evil in me and sometimes it comes out when I deny people to the group. It's just dudes. No, I just don't have people that have joined Facebook like two days before requesting to be in the group. I'm like, yeah. hmm, fishy. Who are you? Fishy. It's like a picture of like a dandelion. Yeah, we're so protective of you guys. Name. I'm we're like, s- um, mm, no. And they have like two friends. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. We're very protective of the group. As you know, we have mm-hmm. honest, open, vulnerable conversations in there. So we just don't want any riff raff. Yeah, no riff robots. Um, okay. Enjoy this episode. We will see you guys on the other side of this. Um, please follow us on all our socials. We're constantly on there answering mm-hmm. you in the DMs, mm-hmm. all the things. So we want to talk to you. We love you. Love Bye. you. Hey guys, we're drinking this bomb ass green juice. <laughs> Dude. I need it. I was praying Lynette was going to bring us something. Saying. You know I was going to bring such something. Such a piece of shit. Like, I didn't even like know the first time I met you guys. I'm like, hey, are you some granola? Like, you literally food. such a piece of shit. Yes, we do. Right. And you had a bag. I was like, oh, what's in there? <laughs> we always play dumb when people have food. We're like, mm, what, what are you making? For? Yeah, literally. <laughs> so what is in this green juice? I want everyone to like oh, know. Oh my gosh. Um, the why? most important things that are in there are spouts and microgreens. Um, the biggest thing that when you're working with like commercial juicers and just not making your juice at home is that people are, even though it's for your health, you're still being more cost effective Mm -hmm. and sprouts are extremely, extremely tricky. They're not really mainstream. So it's hard to source and source a lot. And then the handling, like there's always someone that comes up to me in my classes at workshop, like, oh my God, sprouts, what's wrong? It's not a lot of handling. So sprouts, big thing. Um, cucumber, cucumber is 76% mm. water. Um, mm. Celery, celery is a really great thing. Um, and then there's also a little bit of herbs. There's ginger. Mm. And there is also a little bit of apple. And if you're really trying to get down to the deep cleansing and removing the sugar that feeds yeast, candida, blah, blah, you would reduce the sugar or eliminate it completely. Mm-hmm. So hardcore, eliminate the apple. And if you are just going to go for it, um, you can go ahead. And, and do you use like a conventional juicer or is there anything special about the way you juice? The way that I do it is a masticating juicer. So mm-hmm. there's pretty much two different types of juicers on the market. Let's not worry about like, what was that? Like juicero is like a thousand dollars. We've and, like, talked about that. And it's funny. People go, what do you think about? <laughs> okay. Like people always want to know about things that like nine times out of 10, like is so far out of their reach and what kind of keeps them from even making the first smaller step. They love to hear about things. Damn honey. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know? I can't get you, Sarah. I can't ju- drink juice. Exactly. <laughs> People love to hear good news about their bad habits, you know? So it's like, oh, I need this and I need that. But this is um, just a masticating uh, juicer and you could do it with the centrifugal juicer, but centrifugal juicer, you're going to, it's a little bit cheaper to buy, but you are going to, you're going to be like maybe 15 to 20% less juice. It just doesn't wring it out. What so, is, I don't know either of those. So the centrifugal juicer is the one that makes a lot of noise. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. spinning. So while it's spinning, that light spinning is also creating a little bit of heat that's killing some of the some of the enzymes and nutrients in the juice. So, I mean, it's not crazy. It's like, yeah. okay, God bless you for even getting to this point. So don't let that stop you. But yeah. ideally you want a masticating juicer. Like a cold press. That's that one single thing that's like, and it's like wringing it out. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, to where you pull it out and then it's just like a dried pulp, you know? And even from there, I have a special... uh, cheesecloth and it's a vinyl one. And what that does, you can squeeze out, you can get like maybe another glass. So, Whoa. you know, this could get pretty pricey. So you really want to find the best ways to mm-hmm. kind of attack this. So you squeeze that out and get like another glass or so out of it. Um, you know, put in a little bit of air, elbow grease and yeah. So, you know, you can find the centrifugal ones for, you can find me like a hundred bucks or mm-hmm. something. And then like the ones at the cheapest masticating is about maybe Two twenty, two thirty, somewhere oh, around in there. And I mean, with those, those are such good machines. You could you could essentially get like a Champion or Mega, which ones that are very expensive. Mm-hmm. You can get that used and maybe like replace one of the parts. So it's oh, okay. all different yeah. types of ways that you can cool. do it. Um, you know, 
there's there's all ways of doing it. You can even use a blender, but you're not going to it's like I don't really even want to address it, but I would rather just kind of get it out there so that you hear it from me. Blending and straining, it's not pulling out all the nutrients. Once again, you're wasting money. So in this case, it's like you shortcuts are really not the most ideal thing. Mm. Just get it and really make the commitment to yourself that you are going to juice. You don't have to fast all the time, mm-hmm. you know, but juicing regularly. And if you get a good one, then you can use nut butter. You can, there's different types of things, wheatgrass, mm. there's different types of things that you can do with it. So you know, people are always looking at health and it's like the short term thing, but you got to look at this as an investment in the long term. So, mm, yeah. completely. And it's kind of like a ritual. Like, exactly. I used to juice more, and I actually, now you're like inspiring me to do that more. But I had a juicer and I was, and just like kind of preparing the produce, like doing it, ingesting it. Like, it was kind of cool. It was a lot, like, the cleanup was kind of a bitch, but it like, it kind of cancels it out when it's kind of like a little, yeah. you know, daily ritual. Mm. You have to psych yourself out. Like, all of this, anything about habit forming and just doing better for yourself, mm-hmm. it's all about like a mental thing. Like, mm. this is the information age. We have more than enough information out there to tell us we know what's good for us. And not now, it's about the mental hurdles that you have mm. to encounter and the social things that you have to encounter. You know, I mentioned I went out last night. Yeah. And, so you're fasting. Yes. <laughs> How long are you fasting for? Um, minimum 10 days. Usually I do 14 days, but oh, um, right now I don't think that I can because my schedule is getting kind of jiggy. So um, I need to kind of hurry up and get back to food. So I'm kind of taking mm. it day by day. But for me, I'm not only in it for like the regenerative benefits and, you know, maintaining my weight, blah, 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 blah. A lot of it is also for the mental and spiritual benefits. And, you know, I I went to Catholic school all throughout grade school, but (laughs) but at the end of the day, I'm still more about all types of religions and all types of spirituality. And one of the biggest things that you can find in all of them, they all have a fasting story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All all the rock stars, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, this one, that one, that one, they all went out in the desert. They just did straight water and they were alone. And you're just like, oh my God, I can't do this. And like, dude, you're good, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is one of the most important things because when you take that energy away from digesting food. Like we all get food comas, you know what I mean? In the hood, we call it the itis. Like, <laughs> oh my God, oh, you got the itis. Yeah. Like, you got the itis. You have the itis. So itis, food coma, same thing. That all equals digesting food, the energy that is going into digesting mm. that food, bread, meats, this, that, all these heavy things. So once your body has cleared itself of the food in the digestive system, which is extremely long. So there's still food in the system. I'm going to be like pooping solid still for like maybe a couple more days. Like it's, it's, it's miles long, you know, digestive tract. So that's why it takes a while for everything to get through. And that's why you're still hangry because like stuff is hanging on and things are kind of still in there. So you still have all of these like opposing feelings that are going on as well as entering a mild form of ketosis. So that's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. Um, But once that's in there, once everything is cleared out, you can pass the hangry moment, the time people really wants to quit, days three, days four. Then you start inching into like getting energy levels. You're needing less sleep. Like by the time I get to like day four, day five, I'll need about four or five hours of sleep. And wow. I am notorious for sleeping like a teenage boy. I'm like eight, nine hours. Yeah, I'm eight to nine. In, I'm in, and I'm and I'm unapologetic about 100%. it. hundred like, percent. Totally. You know, that's a lot of work getting done. But coupled with that, you have so much more energy. And then you, basically your body is like, huh, 
I'm bored. What what can I do? What can I do? And it, it doesn't. It's not preoccupied. So it starts attacking things. That's why your skin gets clear. That's why you get a lot of different ideas. Like in Silicon Valley right now, like fasting has been like a really big thing because first of all, like they just want to be so busy, they don't want to eat anything. But also, they realize that. Fasting is also a form of productivity. I've gotten some of my best ideas yeah. because of fasting, because like I said, with the religious thing, you get to that moment and that's not going to happen in the first couple of days because your body is still going through it, you know? And think about the word breakfast, breaking the fast. We fast every night. We fast every night while we're sleeping and sleeping is when you're doing a lot of repairing because you're not eating, you're not doing anything. So taking all that into account is basically how... I do it and how I roll and why I know it works for me. What's the longest time you've done? 21 days. Wow. Never again. Never, ever, ever again, unless I am actually sick and need the therapy for it. So, Mm. you know, as I mentioned, like off air, like, you know, there's a lot of different places around the world and centers that you go to and that I, that's where I kind of got my start at holistic centers and like doing these retreats one-on-one with people. And there is when like the serious work it's getting done, like, okay, I you know, I'm coming off of chemo or I've been, you know, it's, it's a diagnosis. It's a reaction to yeah. a diagnosis. So that is what the long-term, you know, fasting is about. For example, the movie Fat, Sick, Nearly Dead, he did that for 60 days, but he had a laundry list of things going on. So for me, I don't have those issues. It was more about maintenance. So 21 days was more like for me to see like, oh, let me just see how far I can go. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people really get in tune with your body because a lot of this is getting in tune with your body and yeah. listening to yourself. This has nothing to do with like, oh my God, I'm not eating. Like this is discipline. This is like mm. getting in tune with yourself, being more well, be, being more self-conscious. And the more you're listening to your body, your body will tell you when it needs to stop. Your emotions do things, but if you're listening to your body, it's going to tell you when to stop. And my body told me to stop at day 18. It did. It did. And the next couple of days were like really, 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 really ugly. Like really, really ugly. Very, very weak. Very, very like, and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. And I learned, you know, I learned. And now that's why I said 10 to 14 days because around day eight, nine, 10, maybe after a week is when I start to, I call it God mode. And that's when I really start to get a lot of visions, a lot of clarity, Mm. a lot of things like come up. And for 14 days, I just really want to push things through. But because of my weight, like I'm not out to do this weight thing and I do work out and I do weight train and I'm not really trying to mess that up completely. Yeah. So I'm, I've learned now in these years that as I'm getting older, like your muscle, all of that comes into effect. I've been doing this now for 13 years. So that's, I'm not the same person yeah. that I was before. And so I'm starting to become aware more of my body composition. So I'm like, okay, let me scale it back. Let me reevaluate at day 10. You know what I mean? And that's a big thing, you know, to make sure that you're being aware of, you can't stay fixed to things. Like I'm okay with pulling back or not being exactly okay with stuff like, Hey, okay. 14 days is not necessarily a good idea right now. Mm. You know, I'm not sick. I'm not this, I'm not fat, sick, and nearly dead. So this is about maintenance and about, you know, mental, spiritual, let's see about 10 days. What advice, I guess, so do you work out on your fast and what advice would you give someone who's interested in fasting? The biggest advice that I would give to someone uh, that wanted to fast is to really, really gain a sense of self and really educate yourself on this. Um, I have a program, Quick Plug. It's called Super Fast. And um, it's basically a collection of all the science, but then also just the social science, all of the different things that I've gone through in these 13 years of doing it. And there's really not a lot of information like that out there. You know, it's like a lot of 
people really focus on like the medical aspect of it. So of course there's going to be like, you shouldn't be fasting. It's this. It's like, yeah, when you're fasting beet juice and carrot juice, because you can't take the taste of the green, that's when that's going to happen because the carrots and the beets are sugar. And when you really pull away the fiber of the sugar, you just got pure sugar and you're really not getting as much work done as you could. You know what I mean? This is really the ultimate way to do it. And you just have to understand that this is, if you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. Everything is green. Like green is the sun. The sun is energy. That's how we get our energy through the sun, through the core, through the whole, the whole science thing. Um, As far as working out, I, let's see here. I started on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I might work out like maybe Monday, something light. You have to keep it really light. You have to give your body that time to adjust. It will be extremely light. Um, And then after that, you have the potential of like tons of energy. Once again, it depends on where you were in the beginning. Like people want miracles when they weren't doing anything in the beginning. Like don't come here and think this is going to be like, nothing is a magic bullet and a quick fix. You know, you kind of have to have that memory inside of you, your muscle memory and stuff, like to even be able to be at that certain point. So for me, after let me like five or six days, I'll do a light stuff because I don't want to completely just, you know, go down. Yeah. I mean, because all, everything really starts to shut down. Like, and that's why it's so important, so important how you break the fast. That's probably more important than anything, oh, how you yeah. break the fast. Mm-hmm. It's not about how you start, but like I do these um, Instagram vlogs and the first one I did, I'm like standing in the bikini and I'm poking at my stomach to kind of show like, okay, yeah, you know, the people always have the abs, but everybody's got a little bit of something. No one's like sitting there with like 12 packs. It's, Mm -hmm. that's completely impossible. So, you know, you're sitting in like a resting stage. I'm like, okay, even this after like five days is naturally, it's going to be very tight. And when you eat your first meal after 14 days, 21 days, you're like, it's, it's like, it's like throwing a penny in a well. Mm-hmm. Like that type of like feeling and you have to be extremely careful. So with the program that I have, it comes with a two week meal plan that like slowly acclimates you back mm-hmm. into it. So, okay. you know, the fasting process is not just the days that you're not eating. It's also the days in front that you should be easing into this. And then the days that you are, you know, coming out of, out of it and all of that, all of that time really is going to come down to how long you're actually on the fast. You know what I mean? If you're on the fast for three days, okay, it's not that big deal. But like 14 days, 21 days, like it is a process. So that's one of the most important things um, that I really stress. Wow. Would you fast? Yeah, for sure. You're inspiring me to fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. I think more like the spiritual side of it. Mm-hmm. You know what that I mean? Like I just, I I'm just kind of like yeah. that, like, because I do feel kind of foggy. You know what I mean? And I'm not eating a ton of sugar, but I know it's in my diet, Mm -hmm. you know, through like fruit, through, you know, just various Mm -hmm. things. So I would love, yeah, that's what interests me because, you know, I'm not I just feel like I'd have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know that's an excuse, whatever, but like- You will. Our routine is, I find it challenging with our routine. I feel like if maybe we did it together with what we do, you know what I mean? But then also too, like, could we do it and fucking have interviews and shit? Like, I don't know if I, or you tell me, I just, I would be fearful of like, maybe at Rhythmia, we can do it to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I just would be fearful of like going through the process and not being super sharp and kind of like the first couple phases. Like maybe we just don't interview during the first few days. Yeah. The first few days, like, I mean. Are you tired or? No, I'm at day three and I'm just kind of like, like I've done this so many times. Yeah, I feel I'm just like, like you're deaf. I'm like, yeah, but no, there is one day where things get, it's always, I always have one day where things get really, really ugly. That might be tomorrow. That, that you're be. hungry? I'm just 
hangry. For sure. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm just feeling like, oh, and it's like, oh. What do you think's happening gosh. in your body at that time? Your body is looking for its source. It lost its source. So it's finding its source. And its next yeah. source is like fat. And then it starts attacking all of the cells. And it's 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 finding its new host to eat, you know? And yeah. as soon as it figures that out and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Okay, fine. The body is so smart, you yeah. know? And what is it going to do? Is it going to like start to burn fat? Like, well, how does it? What does it yeah. do? Well, you're not getting like crazy carbs or so starts attacking right. the fat cells. Right. You know, that think about the whole idea of the, the keto diet and ketosis. That's where it's coming yeah. from. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You are like what percent body fat? Like so little. <laughs> like what? Three percent? Like you're mm. such a tiny peanut. Where where would it be doing it? Mm. My Oh, honey, but keep that thing. I, I know that's why I'm monitoring because you're yeah. doing squats. I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you're like, I got this booty. I don't want it to eat the booty. No, it's it's literally like I'm on Ass Watch. Ass Watch 2018. Oh, uh, you literally look at your ass. You're like, the cleanse is done. The, but no. you've always been tiny. Yeah. yeah. What uh, is that? I was no? like, I don't know. I was born at nine pounds. That's pretty. <laughs> Well, I no, I, just, I mean that like, you know, like people have just like a body type and like, I feel like, is that how you've always? Yeah, but I've always been pretty health conscious. Yeah, so, yeah totally. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about, can we yeah. go back and like, yeah, who's Lynette like in her <laughs> early twenties, teens, early twenties? Like mm-hmm. what was your relationship to food, your body? At that time I was in college in New York. I went to school of visual arts um, and I was studying like photo and just everything involved Mm. in that. And um, I was really into exploring different diets. So one week I was macrobiotic, one week I was vegan. Um, I was also like my electives in school was like the history of religion. So I was always like about bringing all these different aspects and kind of curating and figuring out what worked. But um, I was, I, in between there, I went between vegetarian and vegan in college. And then once I got out of college, my boyfriend that was living here, he moved to, he moved to New York and then I was a pescatarian. And then when I moved to Mexico, then I kind of like was like, okay, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work because where I was living, like literally there's no commercial, there's none of that. Where in Mexico? In Oaxaca and off the off the West Coast. Like it's honestly it's closer to Guatemala than it is wow. like by far to the United States. So I really had to kind of just be more open and be understanding and try to figure out what's going on with that. But then at the same time, because I'm living in a tropical place, my raw food uptake, like I'm picking shit off the trees, you know, it's mango season. Let's go. Coconut, yeah. you know, everywhere. The trees are doing. So for anything for I guess the meat or fish that I might be bringing into my diet at that time. Like it was being so balanced out because even my fresh food, and it was just different. It was so the whole landscape kind of changed for me. And um, and now I have this kind of saying where I just tell everybody like, look, I'm 80% bean sprouts and 20% in and out. And that doesn't <laughs> specifically mean like in and out, but that specifically means like, I want to be as transparent. It's just like, okay, I'm working in food and, you know, I'm pushing plant-based and culinary and, you know, even my Instagram bio is just like plant-based chef, occasional carnivore, like transparency is really important for me because people are always looking, once again, kind of looking for these things that to, to keep them not doing anything like, oh, wow, I could never be a vegan. I'm not a vegan. <gasps> oh, shit. Now, now the mirror is on yourself, you know, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So, hey, you're not, you're not going to make me your idol. Like, yeah. And if you do, it's because of transparency. Mm-hmm. It's being like keep, keeping it like 100 about mm-hmm. the food and stuff. Like, I don't want you to run up on me and Erwan, I got this 
eating this grass fed something from the mm-hmm. from yeah. the little mini bar thing or whatever. Yeah. Deli. <laughs> so <laughs> like, good. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was exactly. it like growing up? Like were you guys healthy? Well, I started I actually started my first food business when I was eleven. Oh. And um that's when that's uh, kinda going into entrepreneurialism. Like I that was like from the start. Like I wow. didn't think about a job. I was just like, okay. But it started because I went to Catholic school and the lunch was free and I came downstairs one day. Can only imagine what you were eating. And it was like mashed potatoes yeah. and Salisbury steak. Yeah, right? milk. And the I was a little bit late and the Salisbury steak had gotten cold. And then like the jelly, it started to kind of congeal. So I could tell it was like gelatin in it. And I was like, oh, hell no. And I was like, I went home to my mom. I was like, hey, can I go with you to the grocery store and start making my own food? And she was like, well, it's free. I was like, I don't care. I'm like 11, like literally, I don't care. I'm going with you. And so I started making my own food. Mm. And it usually consisted of like tuna sandwiches on like weed with like a little bit of lettuce and a little salad. And I had like a fruit cup. I always had like granola for my munchie snack. And then in the 90s is when the Rice Krispie Treat started. So I started (laughs) making Rice Krispie Treats because I got this like, you know, munchie sugar thing that I mentioned to you. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy and so cool. to the bomb. Dude, it was like, that was was when it came. Wow. They're really underrated. It was crazy. Yeah. So I was I've making a them. whole pan. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Like, Whoa, <laughs> I have. Yeah, no, no, no for no, sure. It was easy. crazy, but yeah. I made those, and um, people started to want them in the class. Mm. And then after, you know, of course, in the beginning, I'm like, here, take it, take it, take it. And then after, I'm like, no, y'all got to pay. Like, Wait a minute, wait. Twenty five cents a piece. Run it, run it, run it, run it. And then the teachers are like, oh my and your God. mom's like, you got to pay, honey. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Actually, like real talk. Me and my mother talk about this all the time. Um, in relationship to money, my mother did not charge me overhead for it, and. <laughs> And that was cool. You know, it's just like, oh, well, I figured it was your little allowance. What was but, she going to do? <laughs> but honestly, like thinking about just how you're raised and then the patterns in life and how things happen, like that kind of screwed with my relationship to money and like how things work. Because I'm just oh. like, oh, I don't have to pay back an investor. Like basically yeah. that's kind of what that was and that's what was instilling in me. Like I think about that all the Investors time. ain't going to love you like with your mama. Kids. You know what I mean? They're not going to. So, I mean- it's like, yeah, but no, there's, there's a weird thing, but I mean. Wow. So you wish that she would have charged you? Yeah, totally. Wow. I wish she would have totally charged me and like understood like all those different things. But then that's also a reflection of what she knew, you know? And 100%. All, she knows more than anything. Like I love my kid and she's doing something cool and totally. I'm going to, you know what I mean? So that's going to be so hard as a parent. Like, yeah. You know, because it's like she like if she did know, which she didn't and she knew and she was like, oh, I should charge her. And you're like, mom, what the hell? Don't charge me. It's going to be so hard to be like, I know, you know, like as a parent, when your kid's pissed at you for like doing something like that. But even if it's just like the act of like, even if it's like a quarter, the exchange, and they're like, you owe me a quarter every time you sell. 20 of them or something like that where it's like the exchange I think is kind of the lesson yeah Yeah, it was no it was no so I had to kind of I've been through a bit of like reprogramming when it comes to just Mm. that type of stuff and it it's we don't realize shit is deep seated it's deep seated the patterns and things and just that little thing that first instance kind of gave me that feeling like yeah it's all good and it is not so so yeah ever since then um I took some of the money the first first day, went to the grocery store, and then I got money. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the health food section, and they had like rice stream. And I was like, Mom, I was like, what is this? She was like, I'm not buying that. It was, back then, it was like $10 a carton, something mm. ridiculous. She was like, ah, da, da. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. And 
that was like, I didn't necessarily see it in my house. Everything in, in the house was freshly made, which mm-hmm. is the number one step for health and wellness, regardless of what you're eating. It's fresh yeah. cooked, home cooked. You know what I mean? We weren't McDonald's. We weren't all this crazy processed foods. We did have a little junk in there, but nothing too serious. But to me, it was just like, I saw something else that existed. So it's like, okay, why aren't you even remotely in this section? Like, mm-hmm. why are we even pulling, you know, you're, yeah, no. But so I took it upon myself to wow. kind of pull it. So through a series of fortunate, unfortunate events, <laughs> I'm here, still the little girl making food. <laughs> oh my God. It's incredible. It started that right? early. I know. Yeah. Truly. So wait, you, but there was like a little bit of a, not detour, but you worked in, mm-hmm. in production, did you say? Um, I had a degree in photography. So photography. I worked okay. in photography for the most part, but that was Got like it. overarching. Living in New York, it was just arts and entertainment. Like I would produce mm. parties. I would host parties. Got I it. would, you know, art direct, creative direct, you know, you're kind of doing like everything and also living in New York, you know, mm. you're doing everything. Um, so a lot of it was um, magazine stuff. So a lot of my clients were like, Penguin Publishing, Simon mm-hmm. & Schuster's. I was shooting a lot of like book covers and book inserts and stuff and a lot of magazine covers and, you know, different advertising and things like that. But um, but yeah, I saw like 2008, 2009, like when the recession hit, that really affected publishing and just media in general. And I saw the budgets like starting to shrink and mm-hmm. I was like barely out of college. And the great thing about like art school and being an artist is that, like, first of all, you don't necessarily have to go to college. I only literally went because photo has so much, well, it had so much equipment to where it's like, I'm just paying rental fees. So I can take this shit out and do whatever I want to anytime. But I saw that falling and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Mm. Like, I don't know if I want to fight this fight, you know? Totally. So I started kind of exploring other things and then, you know, traveling and this and that. And, you know, it kind of came back, it came back to the core, really, you know? And it was just really about listening. Was it the travel? Like, what was it where you're like, I want to do this? Like, I want to do health. I want to do nutrition. Mexico. I wanna, Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. Because Did you go to Mexico with production, like with production yeah, in mind? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everything, like I kept extending my trip, and I was living in Mexico City, and I kept extending, and I kept extending, and then I was like, damn, I want to go to the beach. I can't, I can't leave without going to the beach. And then um, a friend said, okay, well, I don't want you to go to Tulum because Tulum is like New York and LA and the beach. Like, if you come all the way down here, go to something. And they knew like my interest in surfing. They're like, okay, well, go down to Puerto. Like that's where all the surfing and stuff is going on. So. And I went down there and I was there for a little while and then I got into a relationship and that's what kind of anchored it. And then mm. it was from there, it was just like, okay, what can I do here to like work, occupy myself? All this, I want to be here, but how is this going to work? Yeah. And from there, I like started working in my partner's restaurant, Max's restaurant and mm just kind of running the cafe, doing things like that. And when I was living in New York, I worked at tons of restaurants because like I'm an artist in New York, like that's what we do. And I worked from everything from Five Star in, you know, in near Central Park. I worked for this restaurant in Brooklyn and it was ran by like a Jamaican woman that was like 80 and her 40 year old daughter and they argued all day. And I worked at a Hooters. Like I've literally done all time. And Hooters was so awesome when it comes to branding. And like from a business perspective, I learned how to like, run a franchise. If I want to run a franchise, I know how to run a franchise. Tell me like, more. Like, you would get sent home if, like, the bra didn't match, if the socks didn't. Like, it is very, <laughs> very, very regimented, you know? And to create order and to create, like, a really strong brand, something global like that, I mean, yeah, we're in a different era where where I think the one that I worked at, like, closed. But, you know, in an, in an environment like that and, and with that type of business, like, 
you're going to win. You're going to win because everything is like, it's, it's, it's no room for, it's no room for anything else. It's such mm. a corporation. That's actually the reason why I wanted to work there because I was working at other restaurants where I was making like way more money, clothes was on, you know, that whole thing. But because they were a corporation, they allowed, they would always overschedule. And they would always allow you like, because I had a boyfriend in LA at the time. So I'm like, oh, I got spring break. I want to go to LA for like a week or I want to go to da, da, da. Fine, put somebody else on the schedule. It's all good because it's a corporation. They have everything so tight. But the smaller restaurants that, you know, was giving me like the cachet and all the experience and mm. all these extra things, like what? You take one day off, you're fired. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So yeah. it was more for me of a logistical situation as opposed to like anything else. Like mm. where can I make the most amount of money and still have this type of freedom, mm. you know? And because of their corporate structure, I was able to do that and take advantage of it. Hooters will win. Yeah, man. Hooters, man. I used to go to Hooters so much. There's our intro. Intro quote. Hooters will win. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I started my first fast. I was working there. I was the senior year year of college. 10 days. The first fast that I did was a master cleanse. And I had like 50. Oh, like Beyonce vibes? Literally. I had 50 wings in my hand. I was like slanging them. It was literally the ultimate in in discipline. Slanging those wings. Slanging them wings with like the ranch sauce and buffalo cheese and everything. Yeah, With your little butt cheeks hanging (laughs) out. Right? And oh my God, I was on birth control. And like, you know how birth control can kind of get you going? Mm -hmm. 100%. I I mean, you can see right now I'm about the the committee. (laughs) I'm about, the, I'm about the committee, but back then I was uh, on the patch and I was eight. Okay, guys. Patch I've, fucks you up. It does. And I was on it really? for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years? Yeah, I was... I was a. I mean, 30, I was on it for a long time. The patch. patch. You have to wear a patch. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a wow. 34B maybe, and back then I was like a 36C. It Shut was up. crazy. It Dude. was crazy. Wow. So I was like, yeah, Hooter I'm season. Right. Yeah. So I, I was. Season. I was totally on it, but I was like I said, I was also <laughs> so you got the job. <laughs> yeah, later. Totally. They were like, okay, cool. But yeah, they, you like applied. He's like, are you on the patch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like wear the patch on my hip. But yeah, um, but yeah I wow. got on the patch because of PCOS. Wow. You know, and they put it on me to regulate my periods. And what ended up happening was that it didn't regulate the period. I didn't, my period didn't get regulated Mm. until I moved to Mexico and I upped my raw intake. Then it started to come in like clockwork. So that was the next thing that told me like, okay, you know what? I've helped myself by accident. Okay. Because I couldn't get it because it was no prescription to kind of get it. So I naturally got off of it and the relationship that I was in was okay if I had a child, like it was Mm. totally all right. So You just flood your system of that. And after like two years of living down there, all of a sudden it's like coming. So you weren't having your period. Yeah. Do people not have their period of PCOS? Yeah. That's one of the things where it's just like, it's a really bad. Yeah. It's, it can be a lot of different things. It's It's not a disease. It's a collection of symptoms and it's a syndrome. And, um, you know, when I went in, I was told like, wow, you have a higher amount of testosterone than like the average woman, mm-hmm. but not enough to pull up those bigger PCOS sy- sy- symptoms like right. body hair, a lot of different weight. So it was just enough to where it's just like, it's not working for me. And because of my weight, it didn't help the situation. So she mm-hmm. was like, just gain weight and get on the patch. I'm like, okay. And I was in a relationship wow. at that time that I was in college. I'm like, yeah, let me get on the patch for, you know? Yeah, totally. Okay. So I did that. But once I got off of it, everything really start to fall into place. So that's when I really got deeper into the work. And there was a holistic center, you know, in my town. And, you know, they were really open to the fact that at that time I'd already been fasting for like seven or eight years. So it was about bringing 
all that. I started in 2005 and I got to Mexico like 2012. So it had already wow. been some time. So it wasn't like I'm coming out of nowhere with anything. Mm-hmm. So they were trusting me to do things, you know, with them. And that's how Superfood School kind of came along because for a week-long thing, people aren't necessarily going to fast the entire time. And what can you teach people other than like not eating. So that's when I developed the program where, okay, this is how you make different sauces, the salads, the superfoods. Every day is something different. Dessert this day, you know, because when you're eating the healthiest stuff in the world, it's not that much stuff. That's why people get so frustrated because you're really supposed to be on the perimeter of the grocery store, you know, for those healthy things. Okay. So there's some like fermented stuff in the inside. Okay, fine. But for the most part, everything on the perimeter, you have to figure out how to do things, how to do like Sugini like 10,000 different ways. You have to be versed. You have to be creative. So I'm lucky that that kind of creative muscle was like really, Mm -hmm. it really stayed in me through art school because a lot of this is what's coming down to it. How do you just keep flipping things around and making it work in different ways? Like people say, oh, well, salmon's a superfood. I'm like, yeah, but no, you know, at the end of the day, we've got a million different methods and recipes that are on the internet for salmon. But Mm. what do you know how to do with zucchini, I don't know, you sprouts. know, <laughs> sprouts, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. So mm. that's what, that's what I'm about. So tell us about Superfood School mm-hmm. and kind of like how it started and um, the different facets of it. Cause I know it's multifaceted. Yeah, there's a couple facets. So right now um, it offers online and offline programming. The, the majority of it right now is offline programming. Um, Cause that's one of the reasons why I moved back to the States because mm. it was like, okay, if someone comes to do a retreat, they already have committed. They've been, they pay like thousands of dollars to come someplace. It's nobody, what about the person stuck in traffic on the 405 and their blood sugar is going crazy and they're trying to figure out how to like stay on task. So it's like, I got to get with my people. You know, I got to like get there. And I was trying to like grow things and do things like online. It's just like, when you're in a place that's very idyllic, it's really hard for people to put that in their mind and, to, mm. and for them to be like, wow, okay, yeah, I can do this too. I'm like, oh, okay, I was in traffic too, all right? So now we're here. So really eliminating all those different excuses, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to it. So came here and started doing a lot of different classes and experiential events. And now from it's- From Mexico. From Mexico. Were you? Did you guys break up and you're like, all right, I'm moving to LA? No. Because I'm, I'm projecting because that's what I would have done. We didn't quite break up. We were still going on like for a while, but then because I didn't really know what I was going to do, yeah. you know, creative mind, no concept of time. Like, yeah, this will take six months. I'll like meet some people and organize some things. I'll be back. And then it was like, oh, and he even said it. He was like, girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're very like, like really like a very, very, very conscious relationship. And that's mm. still one of my best friends. Oh. And um, I'm literally there like every other month. I'm like, uh-huh, I'm coming. He's like, okay, cool. Oh. Like, you know, his new girlfriend's really cool. We're all cool. And oh, like, you know, it's, so cool. it's, it's, it's all love. It's all love. Like I just, I'm not one of those people that subscribe to this like dreaded X thing, unless somebody did something really crazy. But usually that type of dreaded X thing happens when the relationship was short term and you either didn't know each other before, or you didn't grow to become friends in the relationship. Like that's one of my best friends. Like my relationship, my long-term relationship before that, like he lives here. That's one of my best friends. Like like point blank blank period. And you just have to kind of find like your way with that. So um, yeah, we're we're cool. That's like alignment. Like like PETA says 2.0 though, like to be like, we're great together and we really have fun, but there's something missing and there's something bigger. I think 
Yeah. I mean, that's really awareness, mm-hmm. you know? So for a lot of people, it's, they, they find a reason or they do something that causes it. So it's like, then they have a reason. Exactly. Do you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was really tough. It was really, really tough, but mm-hmm. I was like focused on him and his business and everything, which is fine. But there was just something in me that was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a mm-hmm. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I, I believe like in, in anything, like, I mean, I'm like still going to be around, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, ne- you never yeah. know, you never know what'll happen. It's, it's yeah. about keeping, keeping that open. So we're cool. That's amazing. Do you date as you like are growing the business? Like, what does that feel like? That Mm. balance feel like? You know, that was like a marriage. That was like a marriage. That was a a marriage because his business was the baby. And, you know, you weren't doing your business at all. Or you were? I was, but not a lot. I was exploring. I was doing more studying. Totally. You know what I mean? Like taking like online courses for the microbiome and stuff. And then when I was coming back to visit my family in Chicago, then I would take maybe a little knife skills class here, a little culinary, this and a third. But, you know, because I was running that kitchen, you know, five days a week, mm. like two meals a day and just really pumping out things like... I didn't need to go to culinary school, you know, for that. And because I'm not going into the gourmet thing, I don't want a restaurant. Like, wow. believe me, pillow talk. When, <laughs> that's a mug. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> like it, it never, it never ends. So, you know, I learned from that whole process. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. So it's just a tiny, tiny bit. But mm. like I said, to take it to the next level, like you got to be in the place where it needs to be. And he understands that. And when I look back of our conversations in the beginning, like, he kind of knew and I kind of knew anyway, but you're just, I mean, the dopamine and you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. You know? So it's, it's, it's a process, but dating, um, you know, because I was like, quote unquote, like married, I, I got stuff going on. You know? yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm taking it. You're like, dates are meals and I'm fasting. Right. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like all of the relationships I've been in, they've all fasted. Like he right. now, like, he fa- he's like, yeah, I'm on the fast. And he does it with coconuts um, because mm. coconuts is a structured water. That's a whole nother nutrition component to it. But you definitely can fast um, on coconuts. And he surfs. He competes in like, what is that thing? Like the motorbike, the X Games yeah. type of thing. Oh, yeah. And after like day, like maybe, like I said, like maybe day like five or six, he'll compete and just do different things, you know, because wow. it's that next level. Like, I'm like, did you just go? I'm like, that was like a, you just got like a nine foot wave. Like, oh, you just got a barrel. Yes. Yes. He will go get like barrels because that energy is now just, just pumped through, wow. just pumped through. But I will say this, most of the people in, in the relationships that I've had, like a lot of them are like extreme sport people. Like it's a big part of their lives. Mm. And even my neighbor that um, fasts with me sometimes, he does snowboarding. He's not professional or anything, but he's got a place in Mammoth. So what I've learned is that if your connection to your mortality is a certain way, you're going to do this much easier. Like, okay, do I fall off mm. of a, is this an avalanche? Do I drown in a wipeout? Is a shark going to get me? Am I going to fall mm. down this rail? What, not eat for 10 days? I'm good. Easy, yeah. Easy, yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. you know? Mm. And then the person that's, you know, maybe sitting in a cubicle, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm like, you're not going to die. Mm. You know, yeah, so you're, you're not going to die. It's it's about the connection mm. to your mortality, you mm. know, and being being open to that and understanding about that. And I always say to people, hey, Look at your dogs and cats. That's the first look at the animals. When they get sick, they fast. You can t- that's how you know they don't feel well because they stop eating and they instinctually know. They don't have all these outside forces telling us this and telling us that. They if they instinctually know all hands on deck. 
all hands on deck. So even if you don't want to fast for 10 or 14 days, I'm not discounting three days or four days. Just don't expect certain results with that amount of time. But any time that you are giving your digestive system and your body a rest and a time to do other things, that's a good time. You know, intermittent fasting is a really big thing right now. And hey, if you can take a little bit more time, any time is a great time to do it. So, you know, follow the animals Damn. <laughs> and watch them. I want to talk about health stuff. Mm-hmm. Get into some like tips for the ladies. Some tips for the ladies. <laughs> Let's see what I have. <laughs> I know, literally. So what do you see as like a common thread with some of the people that you work with related to like health and wellness that you feel like is a message that you continue to repeat? Seasoning. Mm. Seasoning, 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 and not relying and thinking about cookbooks and recipes. People are like, well, what a recipe? What about the recipe today? It's not about recipes. It's about methods. And once you learn the methods, then you can apply that to everything. Everyone's got the stack of dusty ass cookbooks where they pick like maybe one or two out of there. (laughs) And then it kind of goes away and you will use that recipe. And nine times out of 10, you've taken that recipe and done different things. Mm. All right. And so that's what it's about. It's not about just, it's about creating recipes for yourself, but not following these recipes. It's obvious. It's obvious. Otherwise you would follow all the recipes in the book. Like no one even wants to follow the recipes in like the whole 30. Like you have to create this for yourself. So that requires a sense of responsibility. That's the thing with this health and wellness and food. It requires so, it's not about eating. That's like the last thing on the train. It's about the mental picture and understanding that and overcoming the social anxiety or like your friends or so-and-so make in front of you. The same friends that were making front of me 13 years ago are now signed up for super fast and asking me questions because, hey, we're not almost 30 anymore. We're almost 40 Mm -hmm. and like shit's going down. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, Lynette, like you don't look like you age. I'm like, yeah, this is about the fountain of youth. So- yeah. yeah, honey, your skin. I mean, that's all you have to say is fountain of youth. And people are like, <laughs> yeah. sign me up, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for, I guess just, you know, the the busy either entrepreneur or, you know, someone who just doesn't have the time to maybe like meal prep or, you know, just take the time to really like prepare their food. What would you suggest is like an easy way to be getting the nutrients that you need with like minimal preparation or if they're going to the grocery store? I don't like pre-prepared stuff that much, but <laughs> but like what is yeah, I know. What is like mm-hmm. the you know, a a trusted way in which you can easily prepare food that tastes really good. Okay. So the first thing that's most important in getting your diet is greens, you know, greens and microgreens and sprouts. Always tell people- microgreen? Microgreen is in between a green and a sprout. The nutritional value is in between a green and a sprout. So the older it is, you know, the older the green is, then obviously it's still nutrition, but it's older. It's an older, it's an older thing. So more sprouts, more greens, and the easiest way to do this is with smoothies and smoothie bowls. Nobody wants to drink. Nobody wants to take a picture of the ugly sludge looking smoothie every morning, but it literally should be that boring. It should be this ugly because it's about getting your greens. So in the morning, if you could get your greens right off the bat, that easy way, you know, throw some sprouts in the smoothie. People think because it looks green, it tastes green, but you can throw fruit in it, you know, just get 
your mind out of what it looks like and really understand. You really think everyone's sitting around drinking green sludge like that? Like, come on. Like, no one wants to suffer through their wellness because there's a mental and spiritual aspect to it that, hey, stress creates acid in the body. So therefore, if you're stressing about the food, you can get cancer the same way over the stress than just not eating the food or eating the food. You know what I mean? So getting the greens in the body as early as possible with the smoothies, there's like a... There's a little bit of controversy about smoothies because, I mean, it's true. Like when you eat your food, there's certain things in the mouth, like certain like secretions that happen to help you digest. So when you are drinking just a straight smoothie, you could miss that part. So a lot of people say, hey, you know, chew your smoothie, your smoothie bowls, however you want to do it, however you want to do it. Once again, don't get so caught up in what's wrong or what's right. Like just do something, just do something, just do something. So Start your day off number number one with that. And um, even before you get to the food, I tell people, hey, are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking enough water? A lot of times we're not hungry, we're dehydrated. Drink more water every 45 minutes. Like you got to drink more water to keep your brain function going. When you wake up, you have to drink water. Like that's work at night. There's dreams and things happening and you lose water just through perspiration. So hmm. wake up and drink a lot of water and then breathe. No one like... No one's doing like heavy breathing. You know who the heaviest and best breathers are? Smokers. Luxurious. Nobody else is breathing like that. That is so important to get that fresh oxygen in the body. So more water, more breathing, more sleep. Like dreams are great. Like I love the podcast that you guys did with the dreams a while ago that I listened to. I'm like, yes, like like last night in my dream, I don't remember much, but it involved me having some type of like pink quartz crystal. So I guess I need to pick up one of those. Like I was like, okay, wait, I need one of those. And then it involved me having a conversation with someone and it was saying like, Hey, I'm like, I don't need $4 million. Yeah, I can. Like kind of in relation to the business. I'm like, Mm. that would merit $4 million right now. Like meet my, meet me where I'm at. I was just like, like, you can invest $40,000. So $40,000 and a pink quartz crystal <laughs> in the shape of an obelisk. Putting it out there, guys. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> All right. So I was hanging out with Khloe Kardashian <laughs> in my dream last night. It sounds oh. cliche, but it was true. She was so fun. It was so cool. I've actually had dreams where we've talked before. It was really fun. Oh. It's like a great conversation. <laughs> oh, she's funny. Yeah. She's, she's funny. She's funny. She's, she's, funny. she's funny. She's funny. She's funny. Yeah. She, she got to be funny. You got to be oh, funny. Oh, yeah. You would be. I mean... They would die to have you like cook for them. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Have you done it before? No. Uh, celebrity stuff, or just in- them specifically, but oh, also no. celebrity stuff. No. no, 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 no. Celebrity stuff. I'm not really big on celebrity stuff, and people say all the time, I you wouldn't know, want to. LA is this big thing where it's just like, oh, can you just be my private chef? No, I can't do restaurants because that's keeping me from yeah. everyday people. Yeah. I have to stay on the ground. If you hire me for your private chef, yeah, I'll be making some money, but then I probably have to sign an NDA. There was something coming up with someone big not too long ago where I would have to sign an NDA. So therefore I can't even like help promote what I'm doing for you that I would do for someone else. So you basically like have me like locked yeah. away. You're white mm. labeling me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't have time for that because that's not, that's not long-term wealth. Mm. That's not long-term. That's me being cool. Like, hey, with, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like I threw the ego away with the art school shit. Like I'm out of there. Like it's about getting things done, helping people, making my business and, you know, being happy. Mm-hmm. So celebrity thing, not, not, not. 
I'm not I'm not really too big on that. Um, you know, a lot of high profile things like I mean, for celebrities and hyper look, I will come and I will talk to your housekeeper. All right. I could do that. You know, <laughs> the, like people that are cooking and doing because nine times I tell you now you wouldn't do it anyway. So mm-hmm. let me help the people that help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I can come in and do that for a week. I've done that with some people. Mm-hmm. Let me come in and help the people that help you because I'm not sticking around. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sticking. I ain't got a time. <laughs> I want to talk about the sugar addiction thing. I know what you're talking about that. <laughs> so my name is Lynette Astaire and I, have I know. a sugar addiction. What has made you feel like that? Like what, what, what has happened? Has there been a time where you're like, oh, this is a problem? Fun size butterfingers that have sat at my bedside in several uh, parts throughout my life. <laughs> for the sh- for sure. Yeah. For wow. sure. Um, and then also once I was starting to just kind of build all of this work, I worked with a mentor of mine at his retreat place out in um, in Michigan, and it specializes in really helping people recover from serious diseases, like that fat, sick, and nearly mm-hmm. dead thing. And I was coming in to do some workshops, and he said, hey, you know, you should be a part of the program. Just kind of flow with it. I'm like, okay, sure. And I consider, obviously, I consider myself pretty on point, but sugar, like we do not realize, first of all, food is the most addictive thing. We just get a pass on it because it's also nutrition. Like you don't get nutrition from crack. So you can't be like, well, yeah, crack is good for me. Like it's good for me. Yeah. But you don't need to like seriously binge on it. You know what I mean? So with that, you get like this pass. You think like sugar and all these things are okay, but even like fruit sugar to a degree, like you gotta, like you gotta chill with it. So what ended up happening is this program, you know, three meals a day, lots of green juices, lots of wheatgrass. It ripped all the sugar from my whole life. Like we couldn't even eat tomatoes, like, because that's obviously a fruit and has a little bit of sugar in it, not even cashews. So at the end of the week, it was the director's birthday and we had a little treat and the treat was like some cashews. And it had been so long since I had them. I'm like, oh my God, cashews. Wow. And mm. through that time, I just... Mm realize what I was going through. And I felt more agitated in that week than I would when I'm just drinking juice fasting. So that's when I realized like, wow, this is an issue with me. And yeah, it's it's been deep. So every time I'm doing this kind of green juice reset, that's one of the things that I'm doing because nobody's perfect. Like nobody's perfect. Like I do not eat the best things all the time. The majority of things that I do that I eat are the best. And that's why like I really focus on the core of trying to get to the healthiest things in the healthiest way. So if all the rest of the stuff is kind of like, you know, want, want, you've got such an opposite thing to be able to combat that. Like fake healthy, like- I have this thing called dirty vegans. People are like, oh my God, I don't eat any meat. And they're waving this flag, but you're eating Boca burgers. And like, that's what you're now turning into like your protein. And that's like processed food. Like mm-hmm. Oreos are vegan. I'm like, yo, you're not cool. Like that's not something that you should be waving a flag about just because it's vegan. I see so mm-hmm. many different vegan accounts and stuff. And it's like, they have so many different like brown foods and things. And it's like, it's vegan. It's like, but it's still not healthy. Like, what are you doing this for? You gotta, mm-hmm. be, you gotta be healthier with it. So. Mm, yeah. What about someone who wants to break a sugar addiction? What would you? First thing is really pulling out the added sugars in these sauces. That's why the workshop that I do, like the most popular and the most important one is making your own sauces. That's the devil's in the sauces. It's the preservatives. It's the colors. It's the additives. Mm. You know, it's the sugar. It's the sugar. It's the sugar. It's the sugar. What are some so, bad sauces? I mean, any of them. Ketchup. That, 
I mean, any of them that has like Blech. the first like few ingredients involving sugar, because if you read your label, mm. it goes in order. Yeah. So if like sugar is like really at the top of the list, then you already have your answer on what the component of, you yeah. know, the, the food is. So, you know, and making sauces are so simple. Like people come to my classes and they're like, wow, this is so easy because it really takes like four things. You know, you just need a fat, you need an acid, maybe you need a little bit of sweetener, like that balances things out. Mm-hmm. And then you need a little bit of salt. But if you are controlling your environment and you're controlling what you're making, then that's going to work much better for you. So it's all about controlling in the house. Like my house, my house is like a vegan, raw vegan kitchen, you know, because I control that in there. So when I go out, it's not that much of a no, it's not that much of a hassle. I don't feel weird or guilty about like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. oh, because I had this crap in the house. Get the crap out of the house. I'm trying to think, like there are a few products, like I have questions about like the new, um, what is it called? Not Beyond, is it Beyond Burger? Oh, What's yeah. the newest Beyond. one? Beyond. It's Beyond. And then there's another one called the Impossible. 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 Yeah, yeah. there's Beyond and Impossible. What okay, Beyond and Impossible. Okay, Beyond literally is... The best that you're gonna get for that. Yeah, it's okay. like the pea, right? It's pea protein. Pea, yeah. it's, I think it's really good. It is. It's great. It's so good that my mom like sends photos and she's bought it on her own accord. Oh, which love her. believe me, that's it tastes like, like a real burger. It does. It it's it passes like kind of like the what? the guy test or the the heavy eating test. Mm-hmm. And um the thing with Beyond, so good, it's got quite a bit of oil in it. So what I say to this is like I have Beyond in my fridge sometimes, but like it, that is not what I'm going to. I'm not having that right. several times a week. You still, people think just because it's healthy, just because it's this, like you still don't have to yeah. exercise a little bit of discretion and a little bit of, you know, just awareness of how much you're consuming of something. That's quite a bit of oil. You know what I mean? Okay. And oil, oil, different oils, hmm. different vegetable oils that are there because that's what's giving it like that juiciness, yeah. you know, that fattiness that you don't really find with the other burgers. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't suggest to grill it, grill them. They still don't work grilling. The pan frying is really great. Sauté yeah. with onions and like cremini mm. mushrooms. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Um, Impossible burger. That's a little bit drier. Eh, impossible. It's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. But really, if you're going to go for that at this point of time, I would go ahead, uh, with the Beyond. And I've tried the Impossible at Fat Burger. Like I go, I try everything. Yeah. So I've been in Fat Burger. They have Impossible Burger at White Castle. If you're not from the East at Coast. White Castle? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? You're from Ohio? I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from My Ohio. dad is obsessed okay. with White Castle. Okay. So they have there? I used to, yes, they weird. I used to have to, like, so I'm originally from South Carolina and um, my mother's family is all from there. So when I was in Chicago, like every summer we have to get on the plane and spend the whole summer in like a town. I'm from a town of 400 people. Wow. And we'd have to spend that time down there. And my uncle, they were raised in New York. So they moved back down. My uncle's like, can you bring me a 20 sack? Me and my brother, like seriously. 20 sack? 11 and six years old. 20 sack rat burger? Walking through O'Hare with like 20 sack of White Castle burgers. That's my dad would eat before like tennis practice. Tons of onions and everyone's Ooh. on the plane like, I mean, that's back in the day when everyone got food. It was like real silverware. I remember when people used to smoke on the plane. I'm aging myself, but I don't care because really? I'm, I'm drinking this juice now. <laughs> yeah, literally. I wow. was like on the, te- but I was like, says that. I was a small, 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 small kid. I was super young, but I remember when like there was Ooh. individual Bars of soaps, like on Delta, like you would get an individual bar of soap to wash your hands. Just complete. I mean, now when we think about it, it's like, wow, that is like completely unsustainable. I just can't believe that. Can you please like help the airline industry yeah. with the food? Yep. You know, I please, guess you could, you'll be a billionaire. 
I get, I, you know, I, every time that I get like upgraded, I do get food. I definitely like tag them and I say something like, okay, this is what this is. They are getting better. A lot of different planes are getting better because they're understanding. It's all about the demand. It's all about yeah, continuing to have conversations like this and just making it more accessible. Because sometimes like I'll get an upgrade, but if I have food, I'm like, no thanks. And people are like, I don't, it's okay. I don't need the space food right now. It's yeah. all right. You know, Same, but man. I was on a plane and they were doing smoothies. Like I think Alaska Airlines like give smoothies. Really? Yeah. They give smoothies. Was it like first. strawberry, banana, and mango? Probably. Mm, something. But they're all the same. Like they're doing it. And then like the lounges are like doing things. Everyone's slowly, like Kempton Hotels has like yoga yeah. mats. Like everyone slowly is the kind Weston's of, pretty good too. Yeah. They're waking up and kind of seeing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't, we just have to really live by example, mm-hmm. you know, and not really. Like forcing things on people obviously doesn't work. It's really about living by example. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up a vlog yesterday about just people not wanting to wave a flag. One of the biggest things, if you are juice fasting or if you're starting this like new mm-hmm. kind of routine for your self-worth, like I'm juice fasting, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like everyone wants to put the ego, the ego still in there. The ego still in there. Like shut up and just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it because you're attracting things. We don't realize that that just the act of you doing something better for yourself is a mirror on the other person because everyone has to and should do better for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, if someone's on a healthy weight loss journey and then the other person needs to be on a healthy weight loss, they know. Mm -hmm. There's no need to go like doing it around because also you're not perfect. And there might be things, a part of that, that you screw up. And then like, that's even more ammunition for the Mm -hmm. person to attack you and then feel worse about themselves that they can't even do it. Be cool. Keep it cool. Stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. And- you know, just speak about it when it's the appropriate time, you know, like not at necessarily dinner, not in these big social situations and really be aware of the people around you that are, that you can be receptive to it. Once again, going back to self-awareness. I get that from Gary V. Like I call myself the Cardi V of wellness because <laughs> it's like Cardi B and Gary V because I'm ranting, but then I'm just like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's all about self-awareness. Yeah. It's really about self-awareness. I feel like though, don't you feel like with fasting, it's like you're fasting, you're just like, I'm fasting and you're not telling anyone, but then people are like, well... Like even me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like people have more to say about what you're doing than you do. They do. I find that with being vegan. They do. That people have more to say about it than I do. They do. and Or questions. It is. You have to like, and see, that's that's like the, it's razor thin, the line between debate and enlightenment. Because some people are just looking for holes in their case to reinforce whatever thing they already have going on. They, they and they and they shroud it. And if I, I'm just curious, I want no. I can I can smell that you were just looking for something crazy to say to to just enforce that part. So yeah, and that's Justin. Yeah, you have to just be. It's <laughs> actually my, what my boyfriend does sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but you know, my ex at the time that had never fasted, he was like, "This is this is kind of crazy, but okay." Because I, when I moved to Mexico, I was like, um, "I'm still fasting. I'm just going to figure it mm. out." And he looked. He was like, "Okay, we can do this. I can do this." And now he does it on his own and everything. So once again, like living by example and staying. The more rooted you are in anything yeah. that you're doing, like that's a shield. That's a shield, and you have to go within Come yourself. Back. You have to go within yourself. Yeah, the more you have to talk about anything, the more I just don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll find you'll, you'll you know you'll find you'll find. Yeah, lack of self awareness is one of my biggest pet peeves. This is a weird question, but there's so many bars on the market. Good one. You know, like we're pre- I'm pretty picky. We're pretty picky about the bars that we take in, and I know it's like a 
prepackaged type thing, but there are some good ones out there. So I'd love your opinion on that. And if you're making your own bars, what do you put in them? Oh, I'm so bad about stuff like this because like um, I try so hard to like be abreast of everything that's kind of coming out, but I'm so busy making my own I stuff know. and in my own world that no, I can't. No, no, totally. Okay. Give me your favorites. Give me your favorites, what you think the best, and then I'll be able to kind of give that information. Kalumi. Right Which one? Kalumi. Beauty food bars. They're at Ear One. Kalumi. Haven't heard It's of Sweet it. Potato Marine Collagen. Ah. Ah, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, sweet potato is good. Like white potato. Yukon like, syrup is the like, sweetener. Yukon yeah. syrup, when it comes down to sugars, um, that's really like the biggest thing when it comes down yeah. to about how are you going to make this sweet? Dates, dates, dates. Date should be with dates. Date. Date, it should be. What's the health benefits of dates? Fiber? Fiber. Uh-huh. And then it's not a concentrated form of sugar. So think uh-huh. about it this way. Concentrated forms of sugar and concentrated forms of oil is really like a big problem. Like, yeah, okay, in a Mediterranean diet, olive oil. Yeah, there's great things to olive oil, but think about this. Most people would not consume like 20 to 30 olives in one sitting. So once again, yeah. you're removing the fiber mm. and now it's a straight oil flood mm-hmm. to the body. And the same mm. thing with the sugar. So all these concentrated sugars, you want to stick to the thing. You want to stick to the whole food. You know, you want to stick to that part. You and tell the Kalumi girls. Yeah. So you can't, but that's a business. That's a business. That's a business. It's not, yeah, it's not the least healthiest, like in the order in which I kind of rank things like dates and just natural food, natural dried fruit sugars. If you want to sweeten it with figs, like I do like a crazy fig. I love figs. My fig Newton, it's like almond powder, a little bit of like mesquite maca powder that gives it kind of like that warm kind of taste, a little bit of vanilla bean, Mm. mix it with like some dried figs and you've got like a really healthy, like kind of fig bar. So you can do it with the dried fruit. That's the number one thing. Um, Lakanto is really good. Um, Because it's zero zero glycemic and zero calorie. Um, From there, you go into maple syrup. So maple syrup at the least has like some kind of minerals and stuff in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Because then when you start pulling out agave... Yeah, it's like, eh, no, no. Stick to to the lower level of the sugars. Would you do stevia or brown sugar? I just personally hate stevia and I literally... Hate the taste? Well, here's the thing. Stevia has to be blended with something else for me for it to work. The taste is just like, you know, this thing, this tongue is a computer. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important for people to kind of really program their kids right off the bat with what they think works for them. Yeah, can't wait. Because there's some people that grew up with stevia. Obviously, they love it because they've been they've been conditioned to yep. love it and to com- conditioned to understand it. So, yep. stevia, I'd say like maybe one person out of each of my different events will raise their hand and say that they tolerate or deal with stevia. So, if you can deal with stevia, it's kind of along the same lines of Lakanto, that kind of zero glycemic, uh, mm. zero calorie type of thing. So, that's cool. Coconut sugar, if you're going to kind of go into the granulated sugars yeah. and things, coconut sugar is really good for that. There is date sugar, um, cool. but when it comes down to it. The problem is, is about consistency, like literally taste and texture. Yeah. This is a holistic thing. So it's got to look good. You know, the sauce has got to pour a certain way. We've been conditioned 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years we've been on this earth eating, you condition to a texture, you condition to things that look a certain way. That's mm. why people are so off put by green smoothies because they cannot get out of their mind the taste of like raw collard greens. And it's mm. like, dude, if you put a banana in it and a little bit of almond butter, trust me. Trust mm-hmm. me, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my sugar spiel. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a good one. 
So what is next for Superfood School and Lynette and taking over the world? Summit, baby. Summit is What are you doing at Summit? I'm doing uh, two activations. Summit is, um, I'm doing two different Superfood Schools. So I'm going to do a breakfast one. So we'll talk about smoothie bowls and different things. Similar to the event that I did that you came to um, Mm -hmm. from Suja. So a lot of little fun things like that. And then for the lunch one, it'll just be like the standard kind of like demo and people will get in there and make sauces and do things. Can you bring a guest? I, you know, I'm going to have to figure that out because it t- it's like I looked I'll at the table. I'll carry your like, bags. I'm like, dude, the tickets are $4,000. Like, <laughs> Honey. I'm like, yeah, me, of course I want to go. You should put um, it on the market. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to definitely need some assistance. So I'll see. Whatever <laughs> you need. I'll see how that we'll goes. We'll be your bitches. Exactly, <laughs> right? Um, but there's a there's a really good lineup for that. Um, I'm doing. I just found out today. Um, are you guys familiar with the class by TT? Yeah, yes, I love her. Of course. Okay, so um, Natalie. Natalie from the Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. She Number just, one. She Number just sent me an email today, and um, we're opening up a second day for the retreatment in Malibu, which is uh, October sixth. And wait, is that by the class by TT? Yes. Yeah. Retreatment. Yeah. yeah, it's called the retreatment. Wow. So Amazing. It's October 6th, and the waiting list was so big that now we're <gasps> gonna do it also Sunday on the 7th. So it's me, it's um it's a lot of good people. I mean it's the class by TT, so they're yeah, but I'm handling those are my friends. The the food components so that's happening. Um yeah, there's quite a lot of things Sorry. happening in that's the, amazing in the pipeline, and you know, it's 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 a combination of just like me getting more information to like build the online part of this. Cause right now my experience to be able to give someone information without me being there is mm. through fasting. So that's why that's the first mm. bit of programming that's out. But that's why I had to come back to the States to really collect information. So when people are making things, I'm listening to the pain points. I'm listening to the frustrations. You know what I mean? I'm figuring those things out mm. and like, I'm literally becoming a walking, talking like algorithm. Um, yeah. So Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I think I'm going to Palo Alto like in two weeks um, to go up there and like feed the valley. So that would yeah. be really cool. Hopefully, someone can help me with an app. No. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah, for real. Go I'm trade. Like, I yeah. need a UX experience for superfoods. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get overwhelmed? Last question. Like for me, like mm-hmm. you have a lot going on, but you seem to just be like kind of mm-hmm. integrating everything pretty mm-hmm. smoothly. I think a lot of it has to do with just being aware and being conscious and looking at like the big picture. Mm -hmm. And then also I'm not like, I'm not in my twenties anymore. So it's like, I've been around the block at least once. Like my friend said something to me interesting the other day. He was just like, yeah, you know, when you move out of the house, that's the first time you really get to be yourself. Everything else is no matter how much freedom your parents give you, it's still your parents' house or your family or whatever. So you on your own doing your thing, like you're out to do whatever it is that you want to do. So, you know, when I think about it from that way, like it's just being aware and my twenties was just like, okay, this is this, this is that. But now I'm starting to see different patterns and the patterns kind of ha- kind of happen. So, you know, when you're in your twenties, I think the most important thing to do is like be a witness, not necessarily, you know, oh, I could change this. Oh, I don't really feel like changing, changing anything would change this conversation mm-hmm. would have one thing would have changed something else even though like you know this happened and oh I could have been with this person because he's doing this now or this that and a third or mama doesn't matter like yeah. the most important thing is about being a witness because it's going to happen again in a different way and what needs to happen is to make sure it either doesn't happen again or it happens the way that you want to happen you know and like you have control over that and that's the control of just like really being conscious 
My grandmother said something interesting to me in kindergarten. When first day of kindergarten, she asked me the names of everybody and kind of wanted to know their archetype. She was teaching me archetypes. I didn't even realize. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Like, you know, back then it wasn't even like FaceTime. Now my like, five year old niece like FaceTime. Like, I want to see you, Juice. I'm like, girl, I can't do all this at the same time. <laughs> um, but she taught me about archetypes, and so every new social situation that I would get in, she would ask me the same names of these people. She remembers the names to this day and she's almost 80. Like, is there the so-and-so in the class? And now the class becomes the community. Who are these people? Who are these archetypes? And how are you going to work with those? And if you can really mm. acknowledge and watch those archetypes and see how that works and from day one or as soon as possible, then anything else that's common, like, oh, I know, I see this. Okay. What's archetypes? Archetypes is just like, the theme of a person. So like think about like Greek god and goddesses. It's the god of rain and this, 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 or the god of fire is very angry. So an archetype is just like, okay, this is the most popular person in school. This is the nerd. This is oh. this. It's kind of like this, that character. You know, what char- What are these characters? Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's always going to be a bully. Who, it's just going to be a different name. It's yeah. going to be a different type of thing. Like Sir Mason Eyes. I, I, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't even know where you are. But God bless you. You broke my lunchbox in kindergarten. <laughs> and that was the bully. You know what mm. I mean? How did that work? But did Sir Mason have a crush on me? Probably so. When I think back. did it? And how, like, how do you apply those things? We don't change as much as we think that we do. It's more of a cycle. So as fast as possible that you can really identify everything on this cycle that we call life. You won't have as many problems. I got mm. problems, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. don't worry about that. I, yeah. I, good cries, good cries come come around. Good cries come around. Frustrations come around. My issue is when it's too many things that are not resolved. If I have too many unresolved issues going on, whether it be I'm waiting on an email from this person, or I don't know what's going to happen with this flight, or even to when this Uber is going to come and get me, if it's too many, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Overwhelm, overwhelm. And you just got to go through it like a storm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really going through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. That. So good. How can <laughs> so people good, honey. find you? Mm-hmm. You can find me at superfoodschool.com and that's also an Instagram and then also Live Lynette. So Superfood School is all the food and Live Lynette is more of just kind of like the philosophy. I review a lot of different foods. I'll be sure to review some granola bars coming up next. Um, <laughs> You're so like, I don't eat that shit. <laughs> it's like I do, but Not like. Not necessarily like granola, but yeah. like we'll, we'll yeah. send you some names. Trail and mixes, yeah. your, uh, energy bars, plant-based, yeah. anything, plant some protein, plant protein, collagen. things like that, collagen, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I do a lot of things on that. And just like the slice of life, you know, from a plant-based chef, doing yeah. things a little bit so differently. So good. I love your, mm. I yeah. love your feet. I know, me too. All right. We, we love you guys. Love oh so. my gosh. We'll see you later. <laughs> but, uh, what time is it? 4.15? Yep. Time. <laughs> is it time for you to take a, yeah, take a nap? Yeah. See you later, boys. Thank you guys for listening. Time. We yes, love you. That is my ancient voice. <laughs> I am looking for Alicia. I think she has like a, Oh my god. Alicia, you are That's very funny. We've heard about her a few times today. Right oh, we've heard about her a few times. You are very beautiful, Alicia. <laughs> and can we go? Yes, you, yeah, you can totally like, be on that. We, we I would love that. <laughs> she right, should go to the you. Okay, right. Love you guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
like when Candace Kumai brought us over treats, that was fucked up. No joke. I threw those cookies over my balcony. I, I was like, Candace, watch I me. Know. I'm throwing two of them away. What did I do? I had to throw something out yesterday. Or put water on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that granola. I knew it was going to happen. Mm. But I'm not going to fall victim to it. Anyways. Okay. okay. Um, just want to share a cute little review that we got. We are so grateful and appreciative of the reviews you guys give us. We read every one means so much. It really just helps us to bring on dope sponsors for you so we can get discounts and promo codes and then helps keep what we're doing alive. It's just a little second you could take to, to love on little old us. It's from QB E H X J. It's a new one. Is that an alien? I love you. Anyways, Canada. Um, I love you even if you're trying to hide your name. My favorite part of the day, five stars. The Almost 30 podcast is the best way to start and end my day. Krista and Lindsay are not only hilarious, but have a great way of bringing out the best in their guests in a casual and natural way while asking honest and interesting questions. Beautiful. I agree. The guests they bring on are always interesting and I find myself learning new things each week from the people I would never expect. And to top it all off, the sponsors they bring in are bomb. They know their audience through and through and partner with quality brands that speak directly to my interests. Sorry, bank account. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Can't wait. Hopefully I see you two in Canada one day. Oh, you will. It's like, I swear to God, it's like these are planted. Some of the shit you guys say, it's like I fucking wrote it myself. Well, it's it's actually- How is it so perfect? It's really cool to kind of go through the reviews because they're saying things that I haven't been able to articulate for myself. And not that I'm like talking about myself like, oh, we do. We're amazing. We are. But it's like, how do I say it? (laughs) Totally. In a way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I just showed Lindsay a funny, funny picture. So we're giggling. Okay. But I completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I completely agree. Oh, God. Wish you guys were here. I know. Wish you were here. Okay. Almost 30 podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. DM us. Share this on your stories. It means a lot when you share and spread the word. That's really how we've grown 100% is because of you guys telling your friends. And then we'll see you in the secret Facebook group. Search secret Facebook group um, on Facebook. And then there are tons of subgroups. Chicago, Phoenix, San Francisco, New York, New Jersey. There's a bunch in there. So join the secret Facebook group and then find your subgroup in your city to do meetups. The Chicago girls had their book club the other night. Shout out to Chicago book club. We love you. And also Boston's doing something. If you make a group, invite us. Oh my. Invite us. It's like, we feel like, I kind of feel like a mom that wasn't invited into the sleepover for a second. (laughs) Dude, that's actually how I feel as a mom. It's like you grow up and you're like, we love you. And then they turn around and they're like, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, they're like, drop me off at the end of the street. (laughs) Literally. Okay, guys, see you next week. We love you so much and are so grateful for you. Love you. 